Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. Um, in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to choose your system. So whether that's your next system, a system you want to put your, your all into and just make it your system. Um, my opinions around moving between systems have definitely evolved um, over the last few few months. I'd say over the last six, seven months, Um predominantly as I've been interviewing more people for the podcast um, and we discussed some of those uh, in the episode about are you a crown chaser um, so th- this literally could be a decision you have to make every time you want to compete instead of going right this is the system I'm doing and I'm sticking with it so um, I I went through and put this all into a list and it's not a completely exhaustive list. There are probably definitely more elements that an individual would want to consider um, based on their personal circumstances. Um, Obviously, I'm impacted by my personal circumstances um, when I'm thinking about having a pageant because it's um, it's time with my daughter, time with my family. I live way down south um, in the UK and things are a lot of things are up north and stuff like that. Um, so those are additional stuff that I would factor in. Um, my first thing that I would be considering is, do I want my pageant to lead to an international? Um, there are there are some incredible internationals. Um, there are some ways that you can, uh, what's referred to as go at large, go straight to like the international level. Um, and there's certainly one or two pageants that I would like to do that with at some point. And um, for me personally, I would have liked to have won a national and gone to an international as part of a team first, just to have had that experience in a team setting, um, and with like a UK or England director for support. Um, or it may be that you don't want an international at all. Um, I do love the idea of um, competing where there is no international and I'm just, you get the UK title or the England title and that's what you represent for the year without the necessarily the pressure of the international. Maybe there's more that you can do with the UK title based on your platform. Um, maybe you, you don't like to travel. Um, it seems to be, mo- most people think it's synonymous. Synonymous. I have said that right, synonymous with pageant girls to like travel. I don't like travel. I will travel for things that are important to me. I won't not travel. It's not that level of dislike. Um, But if I could do everything from my house, I predominantly would. Um, So for me, having an international isn't about the joy of travel, whereas a lot of people want the international because they love traveling. And and it means they're they're traveling to a different country and seeing it in a different way. 
I don't know if you can hear, but there is a huge flock of parakeets right outside my door tweeting really, really loudly. So that's a nice background noise for today's episode. Um, it's too hot for me to shut the door. I'm just not going to do it. Um, <laughs> so enjoy the birds if you can hear them. Um, the second thing I would be considering is what rounds are you willing to do? So I've got actually broken this into two questions about rounds. What rounds are you willing to do? It may be... Um, particularly if something like you're aging up from junior to teen, you don't feel ready to do swimwear um, or you're not willing to do swimwear. It might clash with religious beliefs. There are systems now that are either dropping swimwear um, or are giving an alternative. You can either choose swimwear or sportswear or they have a sportswear instead. I love swimwear. I would, ah, like, there is a system I really want to do that doesn't have swimwear. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone can guess which one that is because it's fairly new. There is a system I do want to do one day um, that doesn't have swimwear. It just has sportswear, which is funny because I'm a personal trainer. You think I'd love sportswear. Um, I do, but I guess I'd probably want to get up there and like work out <laughs> instead of all strut my stuff. Um, so I, I personally love swimwear, but I understand that some people might not feel ready to do it or they want to make, if that's their first pageant, they want to have had the experience of being on stage without necessarily the pressure of swimwear first time round. Um, so willing to do is, is something like that. Um, for me, I totally happily not have a fashion wear round. Um, I do enjoy it and it's funny, it's often my higher scoring round, um, but um, I just don't very often find I love other people in fashion wear but I don't like me in fashion wear I like me in swimwear or evening wear um but I am willing to do fashion wear so um it might be a case of yeah if you're not willing to do a round don't sign up for a pageant that's got it then the next one you want to ask yourself is what rounds would you love to do so for me, like I said in the last one, I love swimwear. So it takes quite a lot for me to enter a pageant that doesn't have swimwear now because it's my favourite round. Um, it needs to have loads of other elements that really make up for the fact that there's no swimwear. And um, I would love there to be more talent rounds. I'd love a talent round. I sing. Um, and majority of the pageant industry don't know that because the UK systems predominantly don't have talent rounds, particularly for the... Um, are the older categories like some of them will have it in the younger categories as an additional and not in the lower ones um which just breaks my heart i need i need a pageant with a talent round um so have a think about the sort of rounds that you would love to do and you can maybe go actively look for a pageant system that does that and um, i would probably do a pageant one day um that just has a talent round just to have had a talent round um it might mean identifying rounds you would love to do now is is it might not help you decide your pageant that you're going to do now but it might make you sort of register oh okay yes I would I would like a public speaking round or I would like an on-stage question I'll keep my eyes open for systems that have those things and maybe do them at a later date um but it's it's really good to consider that it wouldn't that's the difference between those two questions. Rounds you're willing to do are deal breakers. Like if there's a round you're not willing to do and it's in there, then you really shouldn't, don't be doing that pageant. Um, whereas if there's a round that you would love to do and it doesn't happen, happen to be in the system you're really, really considering, um, it's not a deal breaker. So next one is what are the commitments 
knocking my drink over. <laughs> what are the commitments if you win? So if you've listened to any, pretty much any episode I've talked about before, um, biggest pet peeve in the UK um, and having spoken to some international queens and contestants seems to be consistently the biggest pet peeve across the industry in, internationally. Title holders that don't use their titles. Um, it's not just about what you are contracted to. Have a look at what you're contracted to as well, if you win. Um, have a look at what previous queens have done. Um, maybe get some recommendations. Even speak to your director and say, which queens do you think really use their titles well? Have a look at how much they did. Um, and the the impact that that title can have. Uh, when I spoke at CrownCon, I touched on this at the end, I did um, a segment, uh, a, a workshop around Purpose from Pageantry, which is one of the courses we run with Pageantland Coaching, um, and said at the end, in the end, your purpose can be to just have fun, but do consider if you're going after a title that has like a big impact, that can make change in the world, that maybe has a really great PR department for the winners um, and you don't have a purpose or a platform or anything big you want to do with that title. Is it fair to that title for you to go after and compete for it if you're not going to use it to make a positive impact in the world? Um, and it might be that you can go, oh, OK, actually, um, I don't need that big title. Um it could be that the title is a really well-recognised title and therefore you can have more impact outside of the the UK, outside of the pageant industry. Um, so obviously like Miss World, Miss Universe, most people know what that is. Um, you don't need to be involved in pageantry to have heard of that one. Um, whereas if you're, the impact you're trying to make is within pageantry, um, you can go after a title that in the industry is known, but not necessarily as recognisable outside of the industry. Um, so what commitments are you required to? And I think probably the best word is, do you feel obliged to because of the importance and level of this title would you do? Um also quite good to maybe check in with your director or other queens about um, if there is anything additional that then you're not contracted to, but it's really sort of, ideally we'd like you to do this too. Um, that could be if they've got a lot of sponsors for the events, promoting the sponsors and things like that. And some people would absolutely love to do that. I know some contestants who are so good at cheering on their sponsors. It's part of their pageant journey. Um, but just check level of like sponsor commitment and things like that and whether it would be in your best interest to make sure you're factoring in time to showing support for those sponsors as well. Uh, so the next one is what are the financial commitments to compete and if you win? Now as we've said before the odds are stacked against you. Sometimes there are 70 girls on one stage and only one is going to win but it could be you. Be realistic about whether you can afford to be a title holder for that coming year. Um, it has certainly affected when I've competed, um, sort of had to wait sort of a good couple of years after I had my daughter to be in a position to be able to afford, if I had one, to be a title holder. Um, partly because the childcare commitments would have been different. Um, when she was tiny, she would have needed to travel with me, but I would have needed to have someone with me to help. Um, or my partner would have been 
having to take off work to come and support. Like she wouldn't have just been able, some of the things she could have just come with me and latched onto my boob and it would have been fine. But it wouldn't necessarily have always been the case. And so I had to factor in that financial commitment of maybe maybe having to pay for childcare at some point um, because I was a title holder. Um, so consider the expenses of being a title holder. Are there going to be extra commitments? Have you got a backlog of dresses that you can use for events and things like that? Um, the majority of us have, and you can borrow um, and you can buy secondhand. Um, I don't think it's gone out yet, but um, I think this goes out before, but I did an interview um talking about the what can we learn in the UK from US contestants and we did end up veering off topic slightly and talking about um, my hashtag care what you consume and how I would love to see more uh, sharing and secondhand swapping and stuff within the UK industry because all that fabric um, I just don't want it going into landfill basically and um, so you can really cut the cost down by sharing and Every girl wears, every woman wears a dress differently and you can customise it and add bits to it and style it differently. Um, so don't think that you have to be in a brand new dress for every event. Um, swap dresses between friends for, for events as a title holder and things like that can really cut the cost down. Um, but what are also the financial commitments of competing? Um, and that also might mean the financial commitments of some of the prizes. Sometimes a prize has an additional financial commitment from you. Um, you might win your place to internationals but have to pay for your flights or your hotel or your hair and makeup once you get there or all of the above. Um, so just being aware of that. It doesn't mean you have to have the money in the bank now, but be like, right, so if I win, I win in February and we go to internationals in November, um, can I save up enough money to have afforded the things that I need to? Uh, and having a rough, rough idea. Obviously, in an ideal world, we'd all magically have a big savings account put aside for pageants, but, well, I certainly don't. So I'm sure the majority of people don't either. <laughs> And um, the financial commitments of actually competing are probably a bit easier to assess. Um, and having a look at what dresses you've got and what you're happy to wear. And we do seem to be very obsessed with getting something new here in the UK. I said I was just going to wear everything I wore for my last pageant and my next one. And already I'm like, ooh, oh, this looks pretty and that looks pretty. And I'd like to try that. And maybe we could tweak that. And um sort of desperately trying to rein myself in and um, but it's hard it's hard with all the new sparkly stuff and new styles come out and and you sort of you don't fall out of love with the dream dress that you loved at your last pageant but you're like well I've competed and everyone's seen it now but don't be afraid to wear the same things again and um, different day different judges different hair um, different accessories, add a cape, um, can completely change things. Um, but as I learned, you need really, really good quality fabric if you're adding things like capes. Splurge, splurge on the fabric quality, get the right fabric. Um, and there are some others, actually, financials I'll touch in in a minute. Uh, next one is, what are the appearance and charity work commitments? So some systems have very specific like minimum numbers. Some systems you literally get extra points um, for the first, say, uh, well, Galaxy is the first 10 appearances you get extra points for. Some of them literally go up in increments. So you get 
X amount of points for 10, you get X amount of points for 50 appearances and so on and so forth. Um, they're not always deal breakers with whether or not you win. Um, but if a lot of your other contestants are doing lots of appearances, you might feel funny not doing them. You might actually, it might be very much a part of your pageant journey to do appearances. Um, I love doing appearances, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a deal breaker for me of whether I could or couldn't compete if I was maybe, I'm like, oh, the six months running up to the pageant are going to be a bit too tight for me to do that many appearances. I'd rather save the time and do charity work. Um, but appearances might be very important to you or they might be very important to the system. Uh, if you're signing up and a lot of girls have already signed up, have a look at how much they're doing already. Um, it's not about comparison as such. Uh, but it might give you an idea of what's expected within that system normally. Uh, so again, speak to past queens, uh, speak to director, be like, oh, I know a lot of girls are doing a lot of appearances. Is that really factored in? Like, ask the question. Um, for Galaxy, we did an interview back with Holly all way back in season one about appearances. Um, so, and I think we do touch a little bit on her other systems in there, uh, but it's predominantly Galaxy. Uh, so check back to that one. Um, and maybe even if that's not the system you're looking at, it'll give you some inspiration for asking your pageant director um, for a little bit of advice or past queens, current queens in that system for a bit of advice about what is expected appearance wise. Um, I do think sometimes what's expected and what's on the documentation isn't always the same thing. Um, and that's where it can really help uh, having a coach who knows that system um, that's competed in that system, has trained a lot of girls in that system because they know the real expectation or lack thereof. Like sometimes there are systems that girls are doing so many appearances, but it's only like five out of the hundred girls competing are doing so many experiences. So do your research. Um, same with the charity work. Um there are systems where there are extra rewards for charity work. Some systems do have points based on how much you raise. Um, and some don't have a chosen charity. You can pick your own charity, things like that. Um, it's just best to check in. For me, the charity side of pageantry is really important to me. Um, and although, so I would see it as a personal commitment as opposed to a commitment that was being put on me by the system. Uh, that would really play into when I decided to do a pageant at the time of recording I have put in my application for my next pageant but they're not processing them at the moment um, and we don't know what charity it will be for and um, so I'm having to plan my my charity events and um, I've got a big one hopefully if lockdown doesn't destroy it at the end of July but first of August um, and um I'm having to say, please sponsor me. It's going to my pageant charity, but I don't know which one that is yet <laughs> because I so wanted to make sure I did charity work. And well, I'm climbing the three peaks. You need to do that in the summer. Uh, as close to June as possible for anyone else that's thinking of doing it. Um, next one is how long and where are the finals? So for me, down south, a lot of the finals are way up north. Not all of them, just a lot of them. And seems to be the ones that I like to sign up for. Um, so I have to factor in extra time either away from my family and maybe they travel up later and then it's childcare and it's transportation costs. Um, 
quite often public transport with lots of gowns is just not realistic. Do you have a car? Um, are you going to have to smile sweetly at parents and get them to plan that in? Hotels, when you get there, is it an area that's really expensive to stay in? Does the pageant provide discounted rates? Things like that. Um, so money really plays into this one as well. This will cross over, like I said, with the, the one I mentioned earlier about financial commitments. Um, time away from work in general, things like that. Um, and yeah, where where are they will play a part in your travel and your work. Um, so just be aware of where they're happening. Um, and is there accommodation still available in the area? If you are competing, I personally would always recommend to stay at the venue if the venue is a hotel of, and has any accommodation. It's just easier. Even when some of the hotels, if they're really grotty, I would rather stay in the hotel and know that my room is there with all my stuff is there. Um, if something goes wrong with the changing rooms, I can run back and get predominantly changed in my room. Um, if I've forgotten something, I'm only going on site back to my room, things like that. Um, so personally, I would always recommend staying on site um, if you can. Um, next one is will. Um, how will you use your title? So this crosses over with what I said earlier about going after a title that suits what you want to do with your reign. And um, if you're trying to make an impact within the pageant industry more, maybe you're trying to um, oh, help with bullying and your focus is supporting more pageant girls, for example, or maybe you're trying to get more pageant girls to sign up to be blood donors, um, or you're trying to get more pageant girls to be eco-friendly. And um, that might be a title that isn't necessarily recognised outside the pageant industry would be suitable for you. Whereas if you're trying to impact people outside of the pageant industry, um, my platform, for example, supports both. So I have, I could could go either way with mine, but I prefer to go with titles that would be, people would go, oh, I feel like I know that um, outside of the industry and that it's got a bit of oomph outside of the industry. Um I do personally think it's very important to have a plan for what you want to do with your title um, and not waste your year. Make sure it's something um, that's going to support your system, um, support your support your community, be it a local community or the bigger community of the world, however you want to see that. Um, and for me personally, I would want to have some sort of charity element in there with my title. Um, so just having a think about that and does that connect with um with the system and that would that title support what you would like to do with a title um there's no point competing for a title that maybe has a really strict contract and isn't going to allow you to do the things that you would want to do with the title or there isn't necessarily maybe the support from um the system to do those big things and then my last one, as I said, this is not completely exhaustive. There might be something else that's important to you. Um, but my personal last one is what's the staging and competition weekend like? Now, this all also play into how long and where are the finals. Um, but what else are you getting as part of that weekend? Um now, some of this could be considered the prize as well. And I suppose, yeah, that's like an extra point. So bonus point. <laughs> we'll do that one in a minute. Um, considering we did a whole episode around that. Um, I don't know if it's gone out by the time you hear this. Um, I think it will have done. Um, yes, yes. So this goes out. This will come out after we've done that whole episode um, 
with the directors from Crown and Glory about prize packages. So make sure you go back and check that because that that is probably something worth considering, which we don't necessarily consider so much in the UK. Um, prize packages when we're choosing which ones to compete in because there's a big variation with prize packages within the UK. Um, well, within any country, but it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, but staging-wise, um, maybe it is that you really want to be on a big impressive stage and get those big shots. For me, I like staging that's not too narrow. I'm five foot eleven, um, and luckily the staging at Galaxy, for example, has got much bigger. But the first time I competed at Galaxy, I could barely get, and I certainly couldn't confidently get two steps across the front of the stage. Like I had to shorten my stride to be able to do the walk from one side to the other. Um, and maybe it was like, it felt smaller because it was my first time on a stage, that kind of shape or whatever it was. But um, do make sure you're, you're factoring that in, try and do a bit of research about what the staging is going to be like, if it's a system that's happened before, um, or or find out, have a look at the venue um, online, see if there's some pictures of their standard sort of staging, just so you've got a little bit of an idea of what it might look like. Um, and maybe you want the really like flashing, well-lit staging involved. Um, and the competition weekend itself, like, are there workshops, are there photo shoots, is there going to be videos taken? Um, all those things can play into whether or not that's going to be the right system for you. Are those the extra bits that you want to be involved with? Um, and uh, pyjama parties and things like that, is that something you really want from your system? Or is it like, oh, it's a nice to have instead of a must have? Um, and then, like I said, Price packages, do have a look at the price packages, but I'm actually going to reference you back because we've got a whole episode, a couple of episodes back, a whole episode about price packages. So probably best to go back and check that one out. Um, I hope you found that helpful. Um, I know a lot of people during lockdown and things, we've changed systems um, or it's given us a chance to really think about what it is we want from pageantry um, and whether the system that we're in, I do feel like some people get stuck in a system, not necessarily that it's a bad system, but they feel like they have to just keep doing that one system. Um, and I think a lot of people, including directors, have spoken out and said, we don't look badly on girls that have competed in a few different systems. It's a learning experience. Um, they all offer something different. Uh, and I don't think there's any problem moving around systems I don't think it's viewed um like I I said in the previous crown chasers episode I don't think it's viewed necessarily as crown chasers as long as you've got as long as if you win you you own that title when you do something with it like don't really go in for the win if you're not going to use the title um and for me that's the difference between whether you are just trying out different systems and enjoying this wonderful hobby that is pageantry or whether you are just trying to chase a crown to have a sparkly crown. Um, so make sure you're entering for all the right reasons. Um, most of all, make sure you're entering one that you're going to enjoy. So important that you enter one you're going to enjoy. And if you have any questions, do give me a shout. Um, if you've recently signed up for your for a system for a pageant for the first time and you don't know where to start, um, then check out pageantlandcoaching.com. Uh, we have a full program called Pageant Game Plan where we'll get you all set up, everything you need to know 
to start your pageant journey, um, get an action plan in place, cover all the things like appearances and charity work um, so that you are ready to rock and roll um, and we'll link you into interview coaches and walk coaches and everything as part of that program. Um, so that's pageantlandcoaching.com. Any general questions, hit us up with an email, pageantland at gmail.com uh, and make sure you come and find us over on social media. We are pad- at pageantland online. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.